Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality for September 5th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me today, is Mark here yet? I don't think he's here. Um, well, Mark's apparently missing here, um, but I do have Walt Silva and Yasmin West. Mark is here. Mark he's is not, here, and Mark is here. He's not talking. <laughs> yep, he's quiet. <laughs> I, had, I had all these these windows open to start the show, and I didn't. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. Oh, gee, see, I, I, I get so confused here. <laughs> um, okay, so Mark, hi. How are you doing? And that's it. Yeah, I've been there five minutes before the show started. Just you guys were talking, so I wasn't interrupting. <laughs> yeah, we, normally I'll see you come up on the Skype, but like I say, I was messing around with the station and thing and looking at other things. Um, and uh, Walt, you're doing good. You were you were up early. I mean, I saw you in the chat yep. room before mm-hmm. I even got there to post. You're doing good. Yep. Yep. Okay. Now let me ask you something, Walt. Are you having a heat wave, or did you just in the last few days? Oh, this whole week is uh, this is this, this supposedly the end of summer. This is like the summer because the the beginning of summer has been kind of quiet. Uh, some days were even cold. There was a lot of rain. Now it's just hot. It in fact at midnight you open the the front door. And it's like you opened an oven. It just hits your face and it's like, oh, you just want to choke. <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. So I, 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 last night I said to my, I wonder if Nancy's uh, weather feels like this when you're in Florida. You open the door and it just hits you this uh, heat and humidity. Like, wow. It feels like a wet sponge. <laughs> it feels like a wet sponge, yeah. Um. Yeah, I had heard that, <clears throat> which surprised me because that very morning that I saw the report, um, I had walked outside and I could feel ball in the air. Mm-hmm. And it was it wasn't like it was cold, but it was like I think maybe the winds shift when we get into the fall time because it just has a whole different feel to it. Um and it's not been that hot. I mean, it I don't know. I don't go out that often. I mean, it's hot when I leave the air conditioning and go out, but it doesn't seem to be at all oppressive. So that's weird because you're so much farther north. Yeah, I know. It's weird. And Yasmin, now, we, I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you've been on the show. People probably know you by now. You've been yeah. on well, It's and, been a minute, uh, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you were on Radio 5G last week with yep. husband Bob. Yep. Um, 
And how are you doing today? Uh, doing great. Um, we are actually kind of cooling down over here in Northern California. So uh, we got rain over the weekend. Um, and that was good because we were, we were starting to get some hazy skies. So um, I know there were a couple fires going up, up on up north. And we... Um, I'm pretty sure the rain event we got doused that out. So the eagle is doing what it's supposed to do. <laughs> Excellent. Why don't you give people your rendition of the Burning Man? Because it is in the news and they might have heard something about it. But you have a friend that was there. So why don't you, and you, you're, you're familiar with these type of things. So why don't you tell the world about you know, this crazy Burning Man stuff that the Americans do. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So well, I guess a lot of, they'd say a lot of international people go to it now, too, so. Oh, yeah. It, it's turned into a huge event. And uh, just a disclaimer, I personally have never been there, but um, Bob and I, we have been to similar type events. Um, we went to a... Um, a festival a couple of years ago before the pandemic, we went to a festival called Still Dream, and it was uh, kind of similar idea, but much much smaller. And so they they have a bunch of musical artists, you know, typically EDM DJs, and um, it, it's all about kind of cutting loose and getting close to nature. So you're out there camping. Um, Sometimes they have RV spots, but they're usually a little bit limited. And um, the in the evenings, they have, like, dancers and um, a lot of fire and flow artists uh, that do the fire dancing and fire spinning. And, you know, they're just people that kind of want to have a good time and kind of recreate that whole Woodstock experience of being close to nature, um, communing with other people. Um, and at this, at Burning Man, it's a very um, inhospitable place where they hold it. They, it originally started in San Francisco, but it grew and it grew and it grew. And so now they hold it in the middle of the Nevada desert called this, and they, they call it Black Rock City. And it they erupt this city just for this one event that's a week long. And they do all sorts of art installations. So um, the gal that went that I know, um, she... She said that she saw amazing artwork there, and um, and she was part of a, a group. So she goes and she volunteers to do to help out with like cooking or dishes, and they all just kind of band together and um, to make the experience nice and meet people and see interesting things. She she choked and. <laughs> She said, you know, there were there were things up there that I cannot unsee. <laughs> you know. Um, but for the most part, she she had a really good time when she went last year. And so she was there again this year. And um 
I guess with the rain that hit so quickly and so fast because you're on a um, kind of a silty sand soil and um, because it used to be a riverbed it's a dried up riverbed and so the water doesn't really get absorbed by the soil very quickly so it turns into this really uh, clay-like muddy substance and that's why when they got hit with rain on Friday night, um, they told people it wasn't safe to drive out. So I know people actually, some people actually walked out. Um, but yeah, it was a interesting situation. And she just got home uh, last night. But um, yeah, uh, you're out there in the elements and you're just relying on other people. Um, and it kind of creates an, a nice tight knit community. Um, and people tend to get along and help each other. And I think maybe this year's Burning Man, they did that more. So they, than they, so they did away did. with uh, those rules of uh, uh, social Isolation, where keep you're supposed to be six foot feet away from the nearest person. <laughs> they did away with that. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think they actually canceled Burning Man during the pandemic. I I don't quite remember, but I know um, there were a lot of other events they like. Canceled it. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it, it's interesting because the people that tend to go to those events would be people I think that would be most concerned about the social distancing. So it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I, I guess everything's fully over. <laughs> Hard to say, huh? <laughs> I feel, I felt really bad about all of the artists and the vendors. You know, they, they work all year, probably even more than that for this event. And then to just, and how do you protect all that artwork and stuff? I was really like, oh, bummer for those people. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they, I mean, those art installations that they do, they're, they're massive. Some of them you can actually climb into and sit on top of them and stuff. So okay. that's that's not something that you whip up in a month. You you plan for it all year. So. Wow. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Anyway, can't. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have an eagle there, I guess. <laughs> nope. I don't know if Nevada has an eagle. Probably not. <laughs> well, we'll have to get him an eagle somehow. Well, it's, uh, it sounds like the uh, the you, Jasmine said that it's a dry riverbed. I guess it's not dry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back to life. She said that. I think I thought to myself, well. This gets stupider and stupider. <laughs> you know, you, you, if you have a flash flood, first off, somebody pointed out on the on the TV, didn't they look at the weather reports? You know, and if you're going to, if you got a dry river, riverbed and it starts raining, uh, my suspicion is that the water's going to flow towards that riverbed. Yeah. The lowest <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah, there's, but there is so much money in that event now. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've heard of Coachella, which they do down south. Um, 
you know, they have the celebrities now that show up. And so um, it it's really gotten away from what it was originally intended to be, you know, a small group of people communing with nature and um, just, you know, communicating Everybody with one another. Party. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's gotten gotten too big i think <laughs> so yeah. you know people pay like it's it's not cheap that's probably the reason why me and bob haven't gone we, we'll probably try if we ever go we'll try and use our press pass but um yeah i think it's it got up to like almost a thousand dollars a ticket and then on top of that if you don't already know somebody there um, they charge you even more because they're trying to get all the celebrities that fly in on their choppers to not come anymore. <laughs> but, okay. um, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, okay. I mean, you you have people paying that much money. You don't really want to cancel it, right? <laughs> no, you give them a mud bath. We, yep. didn't pay, we, we didn't charge you extra for the mud bath. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. Um, okay, I do have so, a question on that. If, if uh, sure. I can, oh. so do you think um, Eagle had a hand in the rain, or maybe Gaia? Because uh, it's been known for a while that attendees litter, litter like crazy at, at that event. So you got the Burning Man uh, Mudpocalypse versus maybe the Shanghai Eagles multi-dimensional uh, dirt apocalypse, right? Multi-dimensional wise, so. What do you think, Yasmin? Well, okay, so it's interesting because um, right before the event, as people were driving up to it, they I don't know if you've seen the video. We actually published it on the Radio Bob um, Facebook group. But there were some climate activists that were protesting the event and had blocked the highway going into uh, the Burning Man um, entrance. And I guess the Nevada Highway Patrol, they had, you know, tried to talk to them and tried to get them off the road. And, you know, they these protesters weren't having any of it. So there's this clip that you can probably find on YouTube or you can go to our um, Radio Bob site um, where they, the Nevada Highway Patrol actually drove through their blockade and just, you know, everything went flying everywhere, whips his car around, pulls out his gun <laughs> and basically, you know, screams at him, says, get on the ground, you're under arrest. And, you know, of course, you know, these people were, you know, crying and saying, oh, it's not fair, it's not fair. <laughs> but, you know, um, so, you know, that was, it was interesting that you had people, I don't know, you know, you know how energy works, you know, sometimes you know, that was kind of like a warning maybe for the people going to the event that, you know, maybe <laughs> this year I should skip it. Um, and, you know, Bob and I, we were talking about that, that, 
you know, maybe that was that little intuitive nudge that, you know, maybe something's going to be a little different this year. So, um, so you have the event starting off with that chaos and then going into it, you have just, and it didn't, I think it was raining just a little bit throughout the week, but it was that Friday night before they do that whole Burning Man ceremony that it just completely drowned them out. So that's, I don't know. That's an interesting thought as far as what was going on there energetically. So. <laughs> well, let's look at that energetically. Uh, did you want to say something else there, Mark? No, no, uh, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, because um, one of the things that's happening with Shungite is that there's more and more people talking about it. But honestly, I, they don't know what they're talking about. Because it's like uh, Cliff Hyde, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for, he got on a video, he said to the people that were there, are you wearing your medallions, your, your Shungite medallions? And he said, you know, because it, it protects you when, you, when you've got the, when you've got the uh, Shungite on, it uh, absorbs or blocks. He said it blocks the EMF. Well, right there you know that he doesn't know what he's talking about. It does not block anything. It changes it, attenuates it. So, but he's all excited about it. And he's given these, uh, and they're not ours, they're... Um, they they look like they're resin the resin you know similar to what we originally had out i don't know if derek's got it on his site or not but they were the resin ones you know that you've got a shape to them and um i didn't really they i didn't really see it but it might have been a hexagonal shape like in the b b thing um but but anyway he he gave some of these to some of his woo woo people the psychic people and he was all excited about it. He said, they've just gotten them, but already they're, you know, saying, yes, something happens. And so we've got a number of people that are, are into making uh, bees, you know, doing bees. So we want the Shungite in their faces, say, yeah, please, the bees. But they never seem to understand it. And I, I, get, I get it that it's, it's, you know, unless you know enterology, you don't, it doesn't make sense to you. So what I want to do today is I want to talk in terms of enterology. We use Shungite to demonstrate enterology or say, and this is enterology, you know, the, the, the quantum entanglement, the resonate, resonation, uh, you know, all of these things that are part of enterology. But let's just take a look at enterology from, you know, what is it? Well, enterology, the word, is like biology. What's biology? The study of biological life. Well, in enterology, it's the study of energy. Simple. And when but you I look think it's, it's, sorry to interrupt you, I think it's a little bit more than that, because let's differentiate between enterology and energy as it was used for the, for the longest time. Let's say, for example, let's talk at a form of, uh, Electricity, for example. We manipulate electricity and we use it for practical purposes, but we don't know what it is. And analogy is beyond that. And in analogy, we are becoming one with the energy and we are 
conscious of it and using it consciously, not like electricity. Electricity is being used unconsciously. Okay, you take this plug and you plug it in here, and, electri and, and electricity flows, and you turn on a lamp, you turn on a fan. That's about it. That's about all we know about electricity. And neurology is the conscious application of energy. We're not just using it, we are consciously interacting with it. So that, so that takes it to another level. And that's the thing that we, that's the, the problem with the people that are not understanding Shungite. They want to use the notion of Shungite like the notion of electricity. You take the, you have this plug in your hand and you plug it into this hole and something happens. No, it doesn't work like that. Case in point, for example, my or my Shungite-based based devices, there is no buttons, there's no levers, there's nothing. It's, it's just a solid uh, device, a solid structure, yet it is incredibly active and it keeps reacting to your, uh, your intentions, your focus, you know, so it, it goes beyond just the the old-fashioned concept of energy it's it's conscious energy it's aware energy so that's i think that's what make an analogy a different uh, the, um, um what do you call it uh, the sorry i can't <laughs> the uh the discipline it's a different discipline than just Okay, let's use electricity. Oh no, let's use light. Let's no, it's it's beyond that. It's conscious energy and and it's use you're in, you're interacting with it. It's not just something that you're pushing a button and oh it's on, you push the button, it's off. No, no. It's, it's beyond that. So, sorry for interrupting that. It just I thought it's significant. I think I think you expanded on the definition, but I mean it, it goes down to the same thing. You know, what is intention? What's the energy behind intention? It's thought energy. And thought energy is so crucial to enterology. I mean, it's an energy. It's, yeah. a, it's the most powerful energy that we have. And that's what where you get the metaphysical concept coming in. You know, everything that we know about uh, metaphysics, which is, you know, outside of the science and 3D kind of stuff, all of that really is dependent on your mindset. Reality is what you think it is. And it's very much, you know, in, in the conscious concepts, any kind of woo stuff that we do. And then you have the electricity thing. And for me, I, when I went into the military, I ended up with in uh, uh, the, the, the people that were working with electronic warfare. And that's where you're using electricity okay, um, on the battlefield in order to influence the battlefield as surveillance. And that, at that time in the 70s, it was mostly, you know, the type of surveillance and the execution of all your equipment. You have to be able to, you know, have electricity for all this stuff. So you've got electricity. Then you've got electricity in the concept of radio waves and, you know, all of the uh, different like like uh, communications radar from your, your weapon systems and stuff, that's on top of it. But that's all like 3D measurable, yeah, okay, we got this much electricity coming through. And so when I got into the military, that's what I had to go through is learning all this, this stuff. 
but I was in this one class, and I'm sa- I've told this story before, and I asked the, the professor, I said to him, yeah, but what is it? And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, what is electricity? And I actually had, he had a hard time understanding my question, but he finally got it. And he said, oh, what is electricity? I said, yes, what is it? <laughs> and he said, oh, nobody knows. <laughs> and so when, that, that's the boundary line. That's out. That's not an, a neurology. Whoever is, in, who's deeply in, embedded in the neurology does understand what it is. If you don't understand what it, then you're not doing an analogy. You're just losing using plain old, plain old energy. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. But when he said that to me, it was like one of those ah, metaphysical mo- moments. And I went, oh, well, I'm damn well going to find out what it is. I mean, I just said, I'm going to find out what it is. It became this challenge. What is electricity? So in reality, Walt, because of that strange little interchange I had, I began to look at the electricity as a metaphysical phenomena because nobody could explain it. You could harness it. Yeah. What was it? It was beyond what they could imagine, with beyond what they could measure. So what was that? But I had enough of the, you know, woo-woo in me to be able to say, ah, Okay, so this is an a doorway into understanding, you know, the real foundation. Well, it, it kind of reminds you of the difference between real light and what people refer to as light. What people refer to as light, like, okay, you plug in a lamp, you switch on the lamp, the the, the bulb becomes lit, and you say, okay, here, this is light. And well, believe it or not, that is not light. That's electromagnetic radiation. Light doesn't. If you if you if you read uh, even briefly the Seth material, he actually talks about what light is. That's why in reality light doesn't travel. You know they say okay the speed of light is blah 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 blah. Okay no, no light doesn't travel. Electromagnetic radiation travels. Yes it can it's measurable, but that's electromagnetic radiation. That's not light. And so from the get go. There's no clear understanding what is light. It's like the same thing. People don't don't understand what electricity is. <laughs> well, well, what what is light, Walt? Well, light is, for example, uh, when Seth speaks of it, he says light doesn't travel. Light is. It's the very fabric of space. So it is not something that travels. It just it just is. L- Light doesn't travel. Light is. Oh, so the 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 light coming off of the sun travels. And exactly, is- that's electromagnetic radiation. Correct. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's why it has different colors. So, does uh, light this, even does light even exist? Oh, light, of course, it exists. It just it's not what we think it is. Well, well re, re, for example, uh, back in the sixties, the sun used to be yellow. Now it's white. You know, electromagnetic radiation has the power to do that. It changes frequency, therefore it changes color. Right. But what is light? (laughs) (laughs) See, this is a neurology. (laughs) This This, is a neurology. This is a neurology. This is what happens. We're studying energies. 
And sometimes you don't even realize that you don't know something. I mean, I I thought light was real, but now I'm going like maybe it doesn't even exist. It's all electromagnetic energies. But but when I got into this deeply, uh, you know, by the time I'm in into the, the mid '80s and stuff, and was studying it, and then at the near the end, I started making devices, you know, ener- energy devices, just guided you know wonder what happens if i do this to this to this you know and um everything became much more energy centric in that once you begin to perceive your reality as energies working together then the reality has a much grander look to it I would have told you that light was this thing, but now it isn't. Now it could be nothing. But what is the electromagnetic? We can easily I easily understand what Walt's talking about when, okay, the, the electromagnetic wave is coming from the sun and making it what we perceive as light. But is there something else behind it? Because I got to a point where when I would think in terms of the energies, especially electromagnetic. Um, if you've got an electric wave, then perpendicular to that is a magnetic wave, vice versa. But I kept seeing another wave, another energy field that sort of, if if you saw this cross thing between the electric and the, and the magnetic, there was another field that was coming like right out of it and then going, it was passing through it, it was a field, but it seemed like any time I perceived this thing, it was like the field was going through me. I don't know if that makes sense. Hey, Nancy? Yes. Um, have you heard of someone called Dr. Eric Pearl? No. The Reconnection. He, he, yes. He came up with this. Yeah, I had the book on that one. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm halfway through his book. I just came across the whole reconnection concept um, through synchronicity, of course. (laughs) And so I picked up his book and he kind of, um, he blows that whole Einstein light theory out of the water and um, goes into, and maybe Walt, you you know more about it and can explain it in better detail than I can, but he talks about um, more along the lines of string theory and, um, you know, how it create these, we're living in this universe with all these strings of multiple possibilities and um, that we're not really in a light universe like Einstein explained it, but I don't know, Walt, if you have anything to add. Well, to like, uh, Einstein was under the belief that uh, what we called electromagnetic radiation, that he, he was under the belief that that's light, that's not light. So right off the bat, Einstein is labeling things incorrectly. Yeah. So th- that, you know... From the get-go, that's an incorrect assumption. You know, the thing that goes on when you turn on the light on the on the wall. No, that's not light. That's electromagnetic radiation. That's why it travels. 
real light doesn't travel. That's why, for example, when they say um, in his book, the autobiography, well, you must have seen it because your, mo your mother had it. Uh, in the book, uh, the autobiography of, um, uh, of, of a yogi, uh, mm -hmm. where Yogananda's, he, he referred like the same way that people talk about uh, electrons and protons, you know, these atomic particles. He used to speak about life trumps, the part, these uh, atomic particles that make up life. Things that are alive are made up of life trumps. So he, he, for, he for example, um, when he uh, described a lot of the things that uh, Mahabhadar Babaji did, well, where he manifested things from light, it, people who are reading those passages in the book are incorrectly interpreting that he was manifesting solid bodies from light, things like the light that comes from a light bulb. No, he was manifesting these because he was he, he was bringing down the, what do you call it, the frequency of the light substance so that it becomes visible to the naked eye. But it wasn't the light of a light bulb. It was it was living light. That's why in, in, his, in his book, he talks about life trons, like electrons, like protons. He referred to life trons, that, that which makes up light, which makes up life. So things that are alive is are made up of life trons, and it's not the light of a light bulb. <laughs> okay, okay. So <laughs> I wrote down when I was you know, I was writing these things down. When I see the reaction of Shungite to the quantum field, and when I see how do we manifest, I see from the quantum field, which is you know the vast majority of reality. A energy field that I call, uh, uh, what do I call it? <laughs> uh, Proto-energy. Proto okay, I call it proto-energy in that it's an essence and it's, and it's a wave, but it's also particle. And it, he, this thing, Lifetrons, may be what I'm looking at. I mean, I'm calling them proto-energy, but he's calling them lifetrons. Mm -hmm. And maybe light is the invisible, <laughs> okay, it's not visible, but it's the essence of everything that is. It's what we make this reality out of. And we bring, bring life into it, or light to it, or structure to it, because of the way that our brain interacts with it. So my yeah. question, my Sorry. question, here, no, I want you to talk, but I just want to get this out. My question here is, what is the energy of our brain? How is it interacting? It's not, a, is it electromagnetic thought? I don't think so. I think it's much more. What is that? Well, you know, going back to the well, concept that, that was, of light. Sorry to interrupt you for a second. Okay, that's another subatomic particle. He referred to them as thoughtrons. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> well, I, in remembering um, the the manifestations that he did in that book, 
it was um, it was more of a partnership. So, you know, early in the book, he describes how he is able to kind of control a, a kite and where it flies. And um, his brother saying, oh, you know, that's ridiculous. You're not doing that. That's just coincidence. But he does it repeatedly over and over again just to show him, no, I, I actually am doing this. But he he sees... Um, a connection. I mean, he doesn't see the kite as this inanimate thing. It, it's it's a living thing that he connects with. Uh, you know, whatever it's made of, the particles. You know, the the lifetrons, the uh, thoughttrons. You know, he's <laughs> connected to all of it, and it's a sentience, and that's why he's able to make that work. There's another, um, there's a good explanation in the book, uh, Hawaiian Metaphysics, where in the chapter where he describes uh, Hoponopono and the significance of it in the, um, in, in the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the, the, the thing that you say when you're saying the Hoponopono and, and you're saying that you're asking for all the, all these uh, negative thoughts, negative ideas, negative feelings, negative emotions, and transmuting them into pure light. Those are those are the words that are used. But he explains that, that it's not light, like, again, it's not turning on a light bulb. He said that everything is made of light. So when you transmute it into pure light, it's invisible because it has no shape. It's, it's, it has been transmuted into pure light. It has no shape whatsoever. When you are when you are taking light and you're making things out of it, then you're shaping it. You're shaping the light and you're turning it into things. You're turning it into a chair. You're turning it into a thought. You're turning it into a feeling. All the things that exist in the universe that take form are made of light. So when you're talking about pure light, guess what? It has no shape. It has no color. It's completely transparent. It's invisible because it has no shape. Now you start shaping it. You're turning, you're turning, giving it form and shape, then it's becoming things. So it becomes a rock, it becomes water, it becomes air. It, all these things that take on form are made of light. So that's, that's Seth is talking about this on, and in Hawaiian metaphysics, it explains that he so he says that when you're doing the litur the liturgy of Hoponopono, and you're asking for all these negative things to transmute into pure light, it, it's exactly that. All those things that were made of light are turning into pure light, which it's invisible. It exists, but it's invisible <laughs> because it so, has no form. So Walt, it. When you're saying the words of the Ho'oponopono prayer, I mean, every time I do it, it kind of takes me somewhere. <laughs> 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 and, um, but, yeah, yeah, so I, I kind of get oh, where you're going with that. Do you remember the prayer? Can you say it? Yes. Um, oh, sorry. 
I'm sorry, you're asking Jasmine. No, either one of you. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Whichever one feels that they know it. Okay, I I know the liturgy as it was taught by Morna Simeona, who's since passed. you start by by uh, invoking the th- your three levels of consciousness, uh, which you know calls for the lower self, the middle self, and the higher self. So, uh, which is Aumakua Uhani Unihipili. Aumakua is the the high self, the the high soul. Uhani is the middle soul. Unihipili is the basic self, is the soul of the, of the body. So, is it? And you're and you're addressing. Let's say you're doing hoponopono for somebody, somebody na- I don't know, somebody named John Smith. So, <clears throat> you, unihipili uh, uhane, and if I, my family and. If I, my family, my ancestors have offended thee, John Smith, your family, your ancestors, from the beginning of time to the present, in thought, word, and deed, then I am sorry. I apologize, for I did not know these teachings, and I ask to be forgiven. I ask that all negative memories, negative thoughts, negative ideas, negative feelings and emotions, stuck energies, be cleared and released and transmuted into pure light. And you're saying all this and you're this, you're giving all of this to the high self because we can't do it, by the, but the high self can do that. The high self has the power to transmute those essences. All those structures that are, were made of light can be transmuted back to, you know, pure light, meaning it has no form. It has no shape, it has no color, it has no taste. It's pure, pure light. So I I only know the short version, which is, (laughs) that's what I know too. (laughs) I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. Well, the essence is the same. Yeah. So I just know the long long version. Say but again. yeah, I'll repeat that Say over again. and over again, and it takes me into another world. It's it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Say it again, please. Oh yes. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Okay, I'm not good with memorization, so when I in- invoke the Hiponopono energy, I just say, "Make it right." <laughs> Whatever, you know, works. Yeah. Whatever, whatever works, whatever works, you know. So, but the the concept behind that is that uh, the, the, there's a there's sort of like cosmic energy, certain frequencies, certain waves of energy that have. Well, I mean, it's true for many different things, but in the case of Ho'oponopono, it is an energy of just making it right. Um, you know, if, if there's some kind of a problem here, please make it right. And if I, you know, you don't you don't take blame for it. You just acknowledge that, you know, you might have had a, a role in it, but there's no blame involved. It's just like, whoa, wait a minute, we're unstable here. There's something off. Let's just make it right. Um, if you think of things in terms of, of simple energies, then everything is just starts to work. 
because if you get into a liturgy like this, which will is the basis for what I'm saying, is that so many people follow this liturgy that now it's a it was a fact, but now it's a fact within our set reality that you've got an energy that its only function is to stabilize and get rid of all the the let's say I call it drama, you know, make it right. And so that's what this is again part of enterology is understanding. Okay, what do we call it? You know, there's different people are seeing it, but they put different names on it. So in the in the concept of science, you sort of like, well, what names should we call it? And you kind of like start to use those names, like using enterology. And then you have the idea of how do you make it see i i've lived with this stuff so long that i know that there's simple it can be simple because i've also learned that people that really understand something don't need many words to explain it and so that's where we want to get to where we're working with the concepts of enterology we maybe understand we understand enough that we're comfortable working with them and that in and of itself begins to perpetuate a new reality because we're changing we're seeing things in terms of energy reality is what you think it is so i'm just thrilled with the conversation because these are the conversations that we need to have to really get an idea of all of the intricate aspects of it being seen by so many different people but what is the center core what is the structure of it and uh, we're very fortunate to have both Yasmin and Walt Silva, who have, you know, I, I've done thousands of hours of radio with Walt, and he always pulls something out I've never heard before. <laughs> so, um, and Yasmin, I just have such a respect for your understanding of, of energy from, you know, your experiences. And uh, you just, and, you know, I just appreciate you guys, but this is what we what we need to do more of. Um, so Hoponopono, why did we say? Why did we get on that? Somebody used it as an example. Walt used. Well, it. there's there's something significant. Uh, and and since Dolly is listening to us and she's on the on the chat, she'll understand this. The reason for saying I'm sorry, even if you're uh, doing Hoponopono for someone you've never met in your life, is because. In, in Hawaiian metaphysics, the, and the way Morna Sinuyana used to exp, explain it, is that, for example, like the time that she was able to work on this little girl, I think she was five or six years old, and she had this terrible condition on the skin of her, le- of her, of her um, hands and arms, and she did Hoponopono for the girl, and the parents were astounded that the very next day the condition was gone. It's like she never had anything. So she was asked to explain, how does this work? How does this happen? You're meeting someone that you've never seen in your life. Well, and, and the explanation is quite simple. Well, number one, we don't age. I mean, our time is infinite. We've always been around and will always be around. And if you're encountering this for example in this case the little girl asked her you know is there anything you can help me with and show the the woman her hands how how badly they looked so 
that simple act of her approaching you and showing you her condition and putting it in your awareness, you're aware that the girl has this condition. That means that you played a role in that girl's condition. Maybe not now, maybe not last year, maybe not last life, maybe a million lives ago, you played a role in her having that condition now. That's why Hoponopono works and you're by doing it, by saying those words, I'm sorry, you're breaking that cord with that with that karma. It doesn't matter if it happened a thousand years ago, ten thousand years ago, it doesn't matter because a energy does not grow old. A energy doesn't understand time and it doesn't old age. None of that. Energy is energy and will always be energy. That's why it works. That because a lot of people get hung on something. I've never met that person. Why should I be blah 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 blah? blah. No, it doesn't matter. It's it, it it doesn't matter when it happened. It what matters is that it did happen. And whatever role, let's let's put it this way. If you had not no, if you had no, if you played no role what in whatsoever is happening with that person, you would not be aware of of this condition, what this health condition, whatever, whatever is be befalling on this person, because you never had any play with it, never had any karmic uh, part in, in any role. And that's that's the uh, the part of uh, Hoponopono that offends a lot of people is that for Hoponopono to work, you have to take responsibility for your reality. And a lot of people don't want to take responsibility for the reality. Oh, I'm not guilty of that. Oh, I never did that. I mean, I wouldn't hurt a flea. I've never, I never even say things that are offensive to anybody. Blah, blah, blah. So they go into such a defensive state and they can't take the responsibility. So you are subject to your, what you're happening because you you keep refusing to take a, take a responsibility for it. Once you take responsibility for your reality, guess what? You can change it. Why? Because it's yours. Hey, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Walt. I ha I along those lines, I'd like to propose a question. Um, you know, in certain magical traditions, the way I was taught is that you never want to. Um, oh, how did she phrase it? Uh, you never want to take ownership of a disease. So. Um, if you say like, I have a heart condition, you never want to say that um, because that. But that's you, that's not between you and someone else, it's you. Right, but along those same lines, if somebody comes to you and you agree that they have something, would you not be contributing to that? No, because what you're doing is you're doing Hoponopono for that person, so you're you're canceling whatever role you played in her condition. Like the like Morna Simeona with the condition with the little girl. Whatever role she played in the little girl getting that condition, that was cleared because she did it. She, you know, and she, so you're you're assuming that this is from a different lifetime, correct? What, what it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Like I said, it could be a million years ago, ten million years ago. It doesn't matter. Energy doesn't know time. It doesn't understand old age. It uh, people uh, people see things from the human perspective, and energy doesn't know time. Energy doesn't know old age. 
energy doesn't grow old. I mean, it would be wonderful if it did, because all the <laughs> all the problems we'd have with uh, with all the ancestors and everything, and we would clear. Oh, it's that's old. It's old news. It's already disabled. No, it's still there. And the proof of that when we did uh, so many 15 steps session with my mother, she had all these uh, ailments. Like in one, she was a uh, an old hunter. That she was in. It, it looked from the from the scenes. It looked like he was in a in an Arctic setting, because of the way the landscape looked. And he got hit his he he had his foot caught in a bear trap. That's that's where the damage from the foot came from. In in another one, she was a, this young girl in the 15th century in uh, in France, and she hurt her shoulder. So you're saying to yourself. What you mean? These people are dead, and I'm still carrying on with all the, with all this pain. <laughs> there you have it. it. Energy doesn't no time. Energy doesn't grow old. The energy doesn't wind out. It changes form. Yes, it does. But that's what it does. It changes. It can change form from one thing to another, but it never goes away. It never. It never wears out. Yeah, so. and I'm. I'm wondering how that happens. Is it carried through the DNA, through our lineages? It's energy. Energy. We don't grow old. Yeah. Our energy form doesn't grow old, so. The way I see it is you've got experiences. And the experiences are recorded in your energetic body. Okay, now there's a 3D way of consciousness maintaining itself at the molecular level. But in our energy bodies, every experience we have just sort of like puts a history of it there. And it's like you say, Walt, it doesn't matter how long because apparently we live for... Ever. I wish it would it would grow old so we could get rid of all these problems and say, oh, okay, I have right. this problem. No. <laughs> so, so in the case of the the little girl, it could be that um, the the thing that happened happened a long time ago that set up a, a an energetic signature of weakness that this little girl gets and then ends up asking for help from the person that millions of years ago started that energetic movement that manifested in this time frame because time doesn't exist you know is a a set thing um but but the the key here is that none of that would have probably happened if the practitioner hadn't have wanted some kind of a forgiveness or a change in 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 that signal itself in other words the signal that was there that allowed them to do whatever it was that set that in motion they wanted to get rid of even though they didn't know what it was they just wanted to to keep adding better and better and better so you got this signature energy in your energy field that needs to be fixed Oponopono. So the little girl was like a messenger to set up a scenario where the practitioner is fixing something that they don't even really understand. 
And that's that's another thing about energy is that you don't have to get into the where's and why's of it. It's interesting. It'll help teach you. Sometimes you need In fact, the less you know, the better. Probably. Because your belief pattern gets in, gets in the way. It gets in the way of the true healing because you're thinking, oh, it's this. No, it's not that. It's something else, and you don't even know what it was because it happened so in so many lives ago that you really don't know. But what matters is that you want, you want to clear it. You want to address it once and for all. Yeah, let me, let me give you an example. I, I came out of the post office, and there was a man there that was in terrible shape in a wheelchair. And I was, I, I don't normally give money away. I just, you know, I, I don't like that kind of thing. I give it in other ways, but not on the street and stuff. Um, but I didn't think this guy was a junkie. I thought this was, you know, somebody that was really in trouble. So I reached into my pocket and I had a $10 bill and I had a $20 bill. And I was quite willing to give the $20 bill, but my instincts or something said, no, give the $10 bill. So I gave him the $10 bill. And I've never gotten that man out of my head. And I questioned, why did I suddenly get, you know, not generous? <laughs> Especially when I thought there was a need. And the response was, because you need to think about that man. You need to continually throw love blankets at that man. And I know that in some previous lifetime, I probably was responsible for him being in that situation. And because they made me make this weird thing with the money, yes, I think about him because it, it was like, I kind of thought of it as being selfish of me not to give him the 20. And I don't like to be a selfish person. Or sometimes it's because you're afraid, oh, I might need that 20. You know, that type, I don't like that. I just, you know, go with the energies. And the energies were telling me something different. And so, you know, when you see that kind of thing happening in your, in your, in your own life, you have to appreciate that probably every person that you run into may be sent there by your own self to correct energy flaws in your own body that we're not even aware of. Because if it's true that we're supposedly going to this crystalline new form of body, you got to have all those flaws out. Otherwise, you got flaws in crystals, which are not a good thing, unless you're looking at the energy and the beauty of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's like Morna Simeone says this. Because this has come into your awareness, that means you had some role. Even, even if it was microscopic, in, right. in, in, it doesn't matter. It came into your awareness. You had something to do, deal with it. Right. Well, and we, we're not always conscious. I mean, that whole butterfly effect thing, right? You can just, I mean, you crossing the street at one point versus another could set on a chain reaction of things that affect someone. So don't necessarily have to be a bad person in a previous lifetime to cause someone harm. So. A lot of it is so so much ignorance. So that's that's why we that's one of the reasons the whole Ponopono works because by apologizing for whatever role you play, even even if it was a microscopic subatomic role that you played, it it happened because you didn't know. 
Had you known, chances are you wouldn't have played a role. But you played a role. Right. So by apologizing for that, because you're accepting your responsibility in the reality of that person, now it's neutralized. Yeah, it's sort of like, what stage are we at? And we're at a stage where we couldn't possibly deal with all that information. But our higher self, the thing that remembers everything, you know, that that's happening up there. We don't have to be concerned about it. You know, our higher self is, self is making itself more perfect by saying, oh, I got this little flaw in the crystal thing here. We got to fix it. And we just go along with it. And, you know, yep, okay, whatever it was, because I've also learned that I'm not going to learn the ending of a lot of stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're at the top of the hour. And uh, so let's just play our Craig Stewart, Shanghai, We the People. We'll be right back.
And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It's September 5th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Mark Joseph, Walt Silva, and Yasmin West. Um, okay, you guys back? Yep. Awesome. Yes. Mark, um, we haven't heard from you. You ask us a question and we take off on you all the time. What would you like to say or comment on or turn this subject around or whatever? A couple things for Walt and Yasmin. Um, so Yasmin has the uh, uh, upon a uh, Shungite resonator. Maybe she can share um, what prompted her to get that as opposed to the other um, Shungite devices Walt had. And um, also, uh, they just, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, 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 opened a new radio station and... Um, if she could mention the site, why people should check it out, and some of the successes of it so far. Sure. <laughs> um, so to answer your first question about the Hoponopono resonator, I think um, I got that one a while ago. I think even before Walt had created the Eagle. Um, and it just seemed... I didn't have a pool, so I had no use for the water turtle at the time, and um, now I have access to a pool, so I, I've since gotten a water turtle as well, but um, at the time, I just uh, felt like I needed something that would work with the frequency of um, making things right, and that, that just really resonated with me because you know, we can do all the energy work we want, but from our 3D perspective, we don't always know what is the correct action to take because we don't have all the facts. We're not seeing things from a higher perspective like our higher self is. So the idea of working with a frequency and a device that would make things right, taking the higher perspective into account, into account was something that uh, really resonated with me. So um, that's why I chose that particular device at the time. And um, going into uh, the radio station that Bob and I started, that was something that he started. Well, he initially had the idea and it's kind of morphed and changed and you know he's trying to incorporating some of the more healing aspects um he kind of had a big moment when um we were at a um i had a booth set up at a festival and i was working on a gal doing a healing and he actually felt um, he felt um, as something was coming off of her. Um, I was working on her, and every time she would kind of shudder, I was clearing something out, he felt something hit him. And that was kind of his moment with, it was like, oh, my God, this energy stuff is real. My wife isn't a nutcase. <laughs> 
And so I, I think that really had a profound effect on Bob and he just got it in his head that he just wanted to do something to help people. Um, he recently had the daughter of someone he had worked with for about 10 years. Uh, we're pretty sure she committed suicide and um, he just, now he's kind of on this mission where, I mean, he doesn't know if he can help anyone, but he wants to try. And so that's kind of the premise for the whole radio station he's starting. You know, first we're going to be commercial free, some nice music that people enjoy, uh, ranging um, for, from, you know, early, early music all the way up to current day. And um, we're trying to make it donation only. Um, and then mixed in with the music, we're getting people to um, just put out some life tips kind of along the lines of, you know, what we're discussing now, um, helping ourselves and each other um, through frequencies, energy, um, you know, healthy eating, you know, ways to just live a better life and a more grounded life and just be happy. Uh, some people are passionate about barbecuing. So, you know, he wants to have someone do a barbecue podcast. And, um, you know, when we, these people that go into this, um, go to these festivals, festivals and do the fire dancing, it's actually, we've actually talked to some of them and they don't, really do it for the showmanship of it it's something they do to help themselves heal so you know there's this whole world of people out there doing all these different things to help themselves feel good and heal their lives on both a physical mental and spiritual level and we just kind of want to bring all this together in a place where people can come and listen to the station, learn something, and maybe pick up something that will help them not feel as lonely and afraid or upset as they are. Um, so that's kind of the premise. And um, so his website is www.radiobobusa.com. And from there, there is a, a player. You can listen to the station. We went live last Friday at 5 a.m. Uh, we had, I um, forgot how many, he said, unique listeners. But there were over 40 listeners. And, um, you know, just throughout the weekend, um, we had, you know, just a few little fine-tuning things we did on the station. And. Um, so we're learning, <laughs> but it, it's fun. And um, we're also in the process. We spoke to uh, somebody we've done business with for many years and told him about our eventual goal of starting a nonprofit so that we can um, provide scholarships and funding for people who want to take classes or do something that, you know, they wouldn't normally be able to get a student loan for so um 
we met with that person and he's like a hundred percent on board. He's like, yep, I've had my own demons. Um, and I get it, you know, when you're in a low place, you know, everything helps. So, you know, he's on board and he wants to help us get started and it looks like that's going to happen. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, it was a very successful weekend. <laughs> and you also have the, the resonator on top of the Eagle, right? So your function stacking and, um, I don't know how how was that Im, Im, improved or uh, made made the eagle and even the resonator uh, stronger. So I the two. Um, so I use kind of the two frequencies, and so that I can kind of use a way of working with the environment with minimal intervention on my end because you know I I'm a 3d human I am not perfect <laughs> so what I think might be the correct course of action might not be so I take that concept of the eagle of bringing balance between the earth and the sky and bring that frequency in so whatever it takes to bring in the balance and then also pairing that with the Ho'oponopono resonator where um, it's bringing in that frequency of whatever needs to happen to make it right. So, um, you know, it, it's my hope that that will be a gentle process, but uh, maybe, you know, gentle isn't always what we need, right? So <laughs> if there's a a little extra rain that than you had hoped for well you know maybe we just need to deal with it for a little bit and just trust the process and you know that certainly happened over the winter where uh we were getting a lot of rain but uh look at our reservoirs now um that was uh bob's goal was to fill up the reservoirs so uh that was accomplished so, yeah, there's been this. Um, I know we we live in the state, so maybe we're blind to certain things. But what is it? Um, there's this cascade or domino effect of things happening. Uh, so we, you know, one of uh, Nancy's shows <clears throat> last week talked about, I think, cosmic reality. Yeah, Dolly was reading about um, uh. And I shared this with you last week in the Shanghai show of, of Kevin Kali, one of the reps of California, who's on the, you know, more positive, productive side of, of uh, Newsom getting in trouble. And we have the new California president, Paul Preston, saying that Newsom's arrest is imminent because of all these things he's done the last three years and, and beyond beyond that. Um, and, and then this Burning Man rain, right? This happens. Um, a uh, bunch of stuff as far as the Bay Area goes is um, these robo-taxis are, are mal malfunctioning. I know that's kind of happening nationwide, but th there's a momentum happening here, right? What do you think? Or is this like a coincidence engineering thing? Well, you know, I've I've kind of dug my heels in here in California. I mean, this is the place I was born. I, I feel very strongly about this, you know, was when I was growing up, was an absolutely beautiful state. 
and we were we were always kind of on the forefront of innovation and um, kind of uh, progressive thinking, but I think now that's gotten a little crazy, <laughs> and and it's kind of turned aside where it's now being weaponized, right? So I feel very strongly and that this is my home. Nobody's going to do this. Nobody's going to trash my home. <laughs> and and I've kind of become like a little bit of a mama bear that, you know, no, this, this isn't going to happen under my watch. So um, definitely the eagle has helped in that. And I'm sure that that protective frequency that I'm projecting out has probably also working hand in hand with the eagle and so I don't doubt that there's a dawn effect occurring and um, it, you know we, we saw this during the winter right so you know we were getting all this rain reservoirs were full, filling up and then our um, wonderful governor Newsom in his infinite wisdom was choosing to dump the water out so um, in that situation where you have somebody working against what you're trying to accomplish, well, what's the solution? Of course, more rain has to happen, right? And so much rain that they finally give up. So that goes back to where, you know, we can't always control the how of how something occurs, but we, we know what we're trying to accomplish and, um, are good intentions for to be of benefit to all so um yeah i i mean there's there might be it might be a little bit of a rough ride and i think that's just because of the people and situations and agendas that are trying to work against bringing harmony and balance back to the land yeah um and there is also not just the Shungite grid worldwide, but the Eagle um, Shungite uh, Cloudbuster grid uh, worldwide now, because there's one in, in London. So, what was I going with this? Oh, so with that, at least in the national grid, um, one of the things that's been surfacing, because with the rise of consciousness, also Shungite's energy um, exponen exponentially uh, uh, grows stronger too. So one thing that surfaced, is um and it is related to this it is when i think her name is lisa mcgee uh sgt report um back in may she was doing a foia request on the oaths of office of the um current fake administration right not just the president but pretty much most of the people down below in 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 the federal administration and pretty much none of them have uh, oaths of office so um todd calendar was saying when when um michael young the the special uh forces guy was was hosting infowars um a week or two ago had on todd calendar it's like so these people are imitating a public official which makes it a crime which you know tell your sheriff hey he, they don't have an oath of office you know like what do you do with someone like that so if we can do that at the state level and at the county level of people we don't like is here you know i'm in the county of 
it's like half and half, half red, half blue. You got Oakland, Berkeley, and then the rural half, which is like Livermore, I mean, to a point. And then um, beyond the mountain, it's like this is the next step people can take. So I'm, I'm going to look into that uh, myself eventually. But it, it, yeah, there is this rhythm and momentum happening that goes along with, um, you know, the rise in, in, in awareness. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, and, you know, I think it's important for people to understand that, you know, this really isn't about a right or left thing anymore. I mean, if just kind of going back into California's history and some of the um, more conservative and uh, Republican governors we had, they, <laughs> you know, they did not serve our state well at all and it was obvious they were in it for the money just like the other side is now so um i think it's about more so the individual i mean i i would love to see a third party come up but um you know obviously there's there's some challenges in having that occur but i think at the end of the day we just need to return to a more balanced state. Um, remember the individual. I mean, I remember way back 20 years ago, I would talk to people and they're like, oh, well, I don't vote party lines ever. I look at the individual. I look at their voting record. I look what they stand for. It doesn't matter to me what um, quote unquote political party they stand for. It's, it's the individual and whether or not I believe that they can do a good job in the role that they're running for. So I definitely think we need to get more back to more of that. Um, this divisive red versus blue thing, it just, um, it's not working. <laughs> and um, we just need to return to a more balanced balanced state and uh, balanced way of thinking about politics and and not just politics but you know solving the problems of the world um, I've worked in the corporate environment where they were so quick to point the finger but um, it's a rare individual who steps in and says okay well let's let's not worry about that let's first of all see you know, how did this problem occur? How can we prevent it from happening again? And how can we fix it? Um, so that everyone can be balanced and in a harmonious state. Yeah, I mean, I do agree the left and right thing is that that um, dialectic where you control the two sides, like two, two, what was it called? Two wings of the same bird, right? I mean, I understand that whole uh, divide and conquer thing, but we're still dealing in dialectics no matter what, light and dark, good and evil, um, higher frequency, lower frequency, it's still kind of there. So when people talk about left and right, left would be the centralization and then right would be the decentralization as in freedom to slavery. So no matter what, I mean, you got to have contrast as far as how to uh, function. And then there's this idea of the third way of walking the tightrope, walk between these two things and, and what is it best for one's own personal optimization. So I do get what you're talking about. And then as far as the uh, politics and meta politics, meta culture thing goes, um, you know, the, 
the uniparty and I like what Mike Lindell is talking about. And I, I even did that last year where he's recommending people buy this device that picks up um, odd or foreign uh, Wi-Fi frequencies when if people go to vote. So what, what I did last year was I just um, took a picture of the different Wi-Fi names um, on my phone when I went, went to the uh, library to do the voting thing. Um, and then you send that to some people who were going to look into it. Um, that was part of the local action. So, um, yeah, I mean, as far as actions people can take, there are just so many different angles and approaches, right? And I like what Nancy and what we're talking about in the Cosmic Reality Show, because they do go into advanced energy sciences and advanced Shungite things of, uh, uh, yeah, I just lost it. Um, but as as far as that show, um, one of the things what was talking about that unites us all is is um, the cutting of the cord and how that um, or was it circumcision? I think it was both. That you have such trauma with those kind of things as a form of um, control, and and uh, I think even mental disfigurement, where EFT can probably and and Walt can talk to the part about. Um, Oh, that was the Anelia Bentz thing of um, the cord cutting and how that takes away so much of your original, um, you know, where you, where you came from and how um, EFT tapping can restore some of that. Um, I know we're kind of going off on another subject here, but uh, it, it does all connect. I don't know if anybody wants to comment on that. Well, it's all energy, right? <laughs> and And I do understand your point of you know the light versus the dark and you know we we have those two opposites so that you know when one swings too far one way you know the old hermetic laws right you know you have the other side that's going to pull it back and it's going to pull it back further than it should be going but eventually you know swinging back and forth from the extremes we um, eventually arrive at a, um, a balance, a harmony. Um, that's the goal anyway. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't seem like it always works out that way though. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the beauty of, of, uh, of, of what nature and, and life and, and moving forward, at least in these times, right? Yeah. Um, well, I was wondering if you could, uh, I, th I mean, you, we're, we're dealing with the energy theme here in, in this show, so I was really fascinated with that thing of when you cut the cord, um, there's a tremendous loss at one's um, foundational you know, upbringing and how that can be restored, at least partially, with EFT. And um, I know that was in, in Elia Ben's uh, mm -hmm. blog you were reading. I was wondering if you can uh, go further yeah, into that. I don't... In when I read her article and she she spoke about it was a a podcast that she listened to somebody else who who spoke about the the significance of how premature cutting of the umbilical cord uh, the person is losing a, a a bunch of energy so they are not being given the chance to be born with the totality of their energy in fact. Uh, she doesn't say it in the article, but I was aware of it in the uh, Buddhist tradition. All those countries where you know that they, they have uh, the Buddhist religion, 
they don't count your birthday from the day you were born, from the day that you're emitted from your mother's body. They count your birth from the nine months before. In fact, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way, a certain way, it kind of reminds me of human design because human design takes into account those nine months before you were physically born. So that's the way the Buddhist system, they count your age based on the nine months before you were born from their, they count your birth date from the moment of, con on, of conception. That's when they count. So the uh, program that she listened to spoke about the loss of that energy because of the premature cutting of the cord, where they, they, uh, there are people that allow the baby to be born with the uh, cord fully attached. And in fact, they, they allow the, the baby sits there. I, I don't know how long be, before they actually, you know, cut, you know, before they actually cut the umbilical cord. And I remember seeing uh, years ago when I was still living in New York, I saw a documentary of uh, uh, gorilla females giving, giving birth. And it was interesting to note that they they would uh you know as the baby comes out of her body they would um they would uh, cradle the baby to their chest with one hand and with the other hand they would actually suck on the uh placenta they would actually suck all the fluids of the placenta so they wouldn't be lost so it just goes to show you they they knew they know stuff that we don't know or we're not allowed to know because there's there's so much chemistry there's so much energy in that placenta that that's why the the chemical world puts so much stock in it and and they actually pay lots of money for the babe for the placentas so it it just, it just tells you how important it is because it's not tossed into the garbage as as some people believe it's actually it's actually you know they hold on to it and they they hold on to the uh, to the all that chemistry because e even the, the cord itself there is a very uh, intricate uh, uh, chemistry biochemistry in inside the, the 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 cord of the umbilical cord so I don't know how Inelia does it she says that what she did is she went back to that moment of her conception and then she immediately felt the difference of energy in herself what a big difference it, it felt it was so uh in, in empowering it, it was like she was missing part of herself so then she went ahead she did it uh she told larry so that larry could do it and he, he experienced a change and then she went further she went further back in time to her arrival onto this universe. So she claimed that, that energy, whatever energy she came into with this universe, so that made an even bigger change. So I, I actually, I don't know what her technique is because I don't study any of her courses, but what I did, I used what I do know, and I know EFT. So I, I used the, 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 the uh, statement is that uh, e even though I, I don't have, I, I don't, even though I wasn't uh, aware of my 
conception time, I, you know, love and accept myself completely. So what I did is I, I made up a statement where I, I reclaim all my energy going back to conception. So even though I, 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 I am reclaiming all of my energy going back to my conception, I totally love and accept myself. So I, after I did the AFT for, for that statement, I felt that I, even though I, I claim I don't have, I don't feel energies like Dolly and Nancy, I, I, mean, I cert, most certainly did feel the, the before and after change in myself, in my own feeling, how you feel more complete, like there's more of you. Because otherwise, before that, it felt like you'll go through life like it's like I'm missing something, something's missing, but I don't know what it is. I must be going crazy. Why Why do I feel like something's missing? Why am I feeling like, like something in me is not right? It's uh, something uh, is out of place. And well, guess what? When you get you, you when you reclaim all of your energy, now you, you feel like you're all. Oh. So that what was missing, I was missing. I was missing part of me. So I I told the the, the people in the in the group. Uh, that's that's what I experienced. I, I don't know if you guys tried tried EFT on uh, for to reclaim this energy, but I felt a difference before and after. Anything but, else? Yeah, I got to find my list, but that that's <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, it always keep it on the top shelf so you don't lose your list. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean transformational like um uh coming back full circle with with um the things. I mean, we could even do that with with circumcision, right? Like yep. um yep. You can, you it's energy. Energy cannot be destroyed, right? It can only be changed form, so you can reclaim your energy. It's never going to grow old, no matter how much we want it to grow. It doesn't. So it's just a matter of, of reclaiming it because we maneuvered into such a way that we were blocked from it. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be made to disappear, but you can be blocked from it. So you're not even aware that, oh, I'm missing something. What am I missing? I don't know. You know, you, you, you go through life with that in you nagging you inside you know what am i missing and you go and you do go through life and in an experimental mode because you're like uh should i try the drugs should i try this new fad should i try it homosexuality should i try you know you keep you keep experimenting yourself keep trying different things because you know there's something's missing we just i'll be darned if i know what it is that i'm missing but something's missing <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Yasmin. I, I was just gonna, it's not related, but it kind of is. <laughs> I had that same missing feeling um, my entire life until I met my father. So it, it was weird. <laughs> it was like I, I didn't really necessarily want anything from him. I just had to see his face and know who he was. It kind of fit a puzzle inside of me. Mm. So, so yeah, one, more energetic right. stuff. <laughs> yeah, you guys posted the um the Walt site is newparadigmtools.net. So a couple of the Shungai uh, cloudbusters, um, I think Minnesota and Florida is posted on 
um, the chat room here. So Nancy has the one with the uh, Shungai 5D Surya resonator on top of the Eagle. And then what what's what's your uh, what's that on top there? That's a Surya resonator. But okay. the, this resonator looks a little bit different because I, I this one is made based on uh, Don Croft's original design. So it only has six pipes. When I started making resonators, as I as I followed my dowsing I, and I asked questions of my guys, asked, what about this? What about this? You know, what? Uh, I always ask questions. I don't leave it up to me to know anything at all. So <laughs> I just trust my pendulum with all these questions. So the ones that I make have eight eight pipes, so that when you when you put it on the ground. You line up so two of the pipes will be north south and the other two are going to be you know east west and then and then you have four more pipes so there's a total of eight pipes nancy's has eight pipes the only difference when uh, some of the pictures that people will note is that nancy's has um the uh, her pipes are four feet where where the others that I'm like the one that I made for adjustment that has a uh, five feet because I, I I keep asking questions before I actually s set up the final unit how long should the pipes be and I and I do whatever you know based on the answers that I get from my dowsing okay um. and I just posted the uh, instructions for working with the eagle and also uh, pictures of the California eagle. Yeah, in the chat, right? Maybe I can put that in um, uh, the Facebook group just so people have a reference to. Um, so one of the things that relates is is the uh, ash tree and radionic story you guys talked about. I forget if it was to say what show or cosmic reality. I but, think um, that I think we spoke about it in the say what. Okay, um, so one of the reasons I'm bringing this up because you guys have always been open to using the astral double of your many devices and even of Shungite. Um, there's this other uh, application called uh, the Keshi Gans gas in a nanostate and the plasma energy water thing they have. So one of the things that brought me there was the ice test of how you can freeze certain um, energy devices, organ, even Shungai, and see uh, a geometry that's different from regular water. There, there's a uh, structure and pattern to um, where the energy flows. Um, and and so the one of the people posting this in the video, at, let me see what group it is, the Golden Age of Gans on Facebook. If you just type in ice test, there's a video of it looks pretty cool, and so I think there's some Oregon ones in YouTube of different uh, properties like Himalayan salts and gold. Someone posted, but um, so that that's a way to to visually see. I mean, you know, you want to make bridge over people into uh, New Earth and and this this new uh, the things that we're building towards it, uh, but. And so what this relates to is that, um, oh, so yeah, sorry, I'm all over the place, but uh, <laughs> the, the GANs, the plasma thing, the lady was saying, oh, you just need a picture of the breast milk GANs or plasma energy, and then it transfers the energy just by the image. But you guys have for years been just saying, no, you just take the astral double, you call it etheric double, 
and then place it where you need to, and then you can work with that. So when it also stand to where you can apply Shungite that way, like people can start with the image itself, and then, you know, depending on how comfortable they are, go into just using the um, energy yeah. version. Jasmine was asking me a question, and I, I only answered the question partially because she was asking me the question on, on the chat, not, not audio. Uh, I learned years ago from doing radionic work that when you use the photo, if you use the photo, the whether it's a color photo or a black and white photo, you're only dealing with 50% of the energy of whatever it is that you photograph, whether it be a person, a plant, a place. So it is important that you have both the positive and the negative, because when you bring in the negative, you're bringing the rest of the energy of that, whatever that is, whether it's a place, a plant, a person. That's that's why you need both the negative and the positive, because that way you have 100% of the energies representing that person. If you're using just the black and white photo, you're only you're only dealing with 50% of the energy of that person, place, or thing. So th that's that's what I wanted to explain to uh, Jasmine. I only gave her a quick answer on the on the radio chat. That, yeah, uh, that was interesting because yeah. I managed to make it work with 50%. <laughs> exactly, it was only 50%. So, yeah. Imagine how far you'll go when you do 100%. Right. right. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> what was, what was, Level yeah, up. <laughs> what was Jasmine's question? I mean, how did it start, this conversation? It was it was in the chat. I, I forget the show, but you guys were, I think it was uh, Cosmic Reality. Say what? It was a Say What show. Oh, Say What show. Okay. And um, you were explaining to someone to make sure to use... Um, when using the photo for the etheric double to use um, a regular photo and then a negative version of that same photo to capture the whole energetic blueprint and that it would work better that way. And so I'd, I'd never heard that or done a, that. And um, so that, that's, that was that's something why new. I, <laughs> I learned it in uh, what do you call it, uh, radionics work. Because now I don't even know if they exist anymore. Uh, the uh, practitioners would, would say, recommend that you use Polaroid photos. Because if you remember Polaroid photos, they actually have both. The positive and the negative of the photo is inside the same photo. What happens right. is you don't, you don't see it because it's inside. But both the positive and the negative are, in, are inside the photo. Because if you remember... Uh, the Polaroids, the, each photo looked like a like an almost like a little envelope. It had like two layers of material in it. Yeah. We, the negative is is part of the photo. So at the time, that was a, the the recommendation to use Polaroid photos. But I don't even know if Polaroid machines any, exist anymore. <laughs> now that everyone has a camera in their phone, uh, I don't know. Are there still? Polaroid uh, photos anymore? anymore? I, so I've seen them used. Uh, it looks like it's that same Polaroid film um, on the the cameras that they use to take the aura photographs. Oh, yeah. You're right. They are yeah. Polaroid photos. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I remember having, yeah, yeah. 
So they so, still make them. Obviously, they still make them. Yeah, may, maybe not for regular photo use, but definitely for the Aura cameras. So. Yeah, uh, well, since you mentioned the Aura photo, there is a. Uh, so you know we're talking about the energy thing as as the topic for the show and um regina martino's book does talk about uh gas discharge visualization curly and photography and video um and different ways i think she mentioned specifically a swiss um scientist of how she measured her um what do you call it biofield uh um measurements of different rocks and then Hematite and shungite being ones that were more pronounced, like they went over 100% of the individual biofield when being around like Wi-Fi or cell phones. So people definitely check out that book and then Nancy, you know, Nancy's book, Shungite Reality Edition. But um, yeah, as we're going into this this you know, awakening, whether it's the let's say dark awakening with the um, <clears throat> you know the injections or the um, source awakening within everybody. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, so even in these so-called, you know, people who are, who are, you know, waking up or getting there, there's a there's a spectrum of it. So there's levels of awareness, and so even people like Mark Steele and, and Nancy, you talked about this in other shows, and you know, I'm in this um, synergy Telegram group, PSI, um, you know, energy, talking about gems and crystals, and they're they're you know they recommend Shanghai for for protecting your biofield. But, you know, when it comes to going into the more advanced aspects, even just the silver part, the, the criticality of adding silver and past that, no comment, you know, no likes, not that I'm looking for it, but like some kind of engagement. People can't make that bridge into the more quantum, even conscious aspects of Shungai. It, it, that, that still baffles me. I don't know what it is. It's just like the thing with, with um, uh, the transmutation and biocompatibilization, so key in everything, but everybody's stuck in meters. <laughs> it, it, like just have a lot. There's still a long way to go as far as this waking up process. Uh, and again, you guys are years ahead. What 2014 well, with the Shungite stuff? You have to think of something. A lot of people are terrified of ridicule. They are oh, they. I I I I grew up with ridicule, so I'm I'm totally immune to it. I don't. The more you ridicule me, the more I'm going to laugh. But a lot of people cannot tolerate that. They cannot tolerate being laughed at. For something they believe in, so they rather stay quiet, or or go with the flow, go with the group, with whatever the group says is like. Oh, that's what I'm with. With I'm with that group that says that, because they 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 can't tolerate be singled out. Oh, look at him! He believes in woo woo stuff. So no, 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 I don't. No, woo, me, me, we use it. No, no, no. I I never go woo woo. I'm woo woo free. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll also add to that. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, a lot of people just haven't had, they haven't really truly um, experienced it for themselves. So, you know, they might have the knowledge, they may have read the books, but they haven't had that energy and those frequencies really integrate within themselves that they're actually experiencing it and bringing about a knowing that it's absolutely true. Um, and in, until you get to that point, uh, of course, you're you're going to be worried about ridicule because once you know it's true, you, you really don't even care at that point. So 
I think that probably um, contributes as well as to people well, just not getting it. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I never from from the from my childhood. I never understood that of of caring what other people thought. I mean, there are people that would kill before being thought the incorrectly or before thought uh, the, the people think of me something that I don't like or don't agree with. It's, it's like, wow, are they that we are they that, you know, this they have so poor in, in their own estimation is like that they're like what people think of me is life or death. Not, I couldn't go there. Well, that's what explains why I've always been alone because I can't I don't really care what anybody thinks of me. So <laughs> you don't fit in a box, Walt. <laughs> I don't fit in a box. All the boxes are too small. My fit, <laughs> my feet won't even fit. <laughs> yeah, for me this is so important because you know you what three weeks ago, two weeks ago, you had this this um, viraling of masks and mandates and whatever returning, and so. You know, again, with California having this momentum of like Lionsgate in, in Santa Monica, several days later, they were they were saying we're going to bring back the mandates of the mask and whatever. And then they rescinded it a few, several days later. Same thing with Kaiser Permanente, the big corporate hospital in Santa Rosa. They, they brought it back for patients and, and employees. And then several days later, it stopped. That's huge, let alone California being the quote unquote example of the country and the world. So things are you know that that's the positive side but like i mentioned in the chat like um this is um you know of, of people that the slow roll of of waking up is you know people just following orders as far as like what happened in maui and um people being afraid so i, I guess for me i just have to have more patience and then you know the love blanket sending out and sending people love but at the same time what's more powerful than love is one's authenticity so i need to check out that david hawkins um scale because i think joy is above um love because when you're true authentic self that's connecting to source and that goes beyond love i mean that's something i got i gotta look more into but um well i guess those that's part of the trio of of the elements that uh because you know ben says we're all we're only made of those three elements joy love and light nothing else those are the three elements that we're made of so i guess that makes sense now in order to remind you of, of the beginning of conversation of this show, light is not the thing that you light on a light bulb. Light is the essence of of everything. It doesn't have any color. It doesn't have. Any, it doesn't look like anything because pure light has no form. When everything else is made of light, so it when it takes up form, then it begins. To look at things, but light is not the thing that you plug in this lamp and you turn on now. It's electromagnetic radiation. That's not light. The problem is the the language. You know, our language has been so controlled and so regulated. We're not even speaking correctly when we when we need to. Well, isn't that yeah. how God started everything? Let there be light. Exactly. So it wasn't a light bulb, was it? <laughs> there weren't any there weren't any LEDs back then. <laughs> yeah, and just I, to saw, inter- I always thought he was turning on the sun. 
I was just going to um, confirm what Mark said about, because I, I have the book right in front of me. <laughs> so joy is indeed above love. And then the next one up is peace and then enlightenment. So by being in joy, you're pretty high up the ladder. <laughs> and just for fun, I think righteous anger is um, a little bit up there too, as long as it's directionalized correctly. And to me, at least productively. <laughs> yeah, you know, anger is above um, fear. So, you know, if you're in fear, you're, yeah, you're pretty far down there. <laughs> they, uh, as, as long as it's properly directed. Because if you're just angry just because, you're blind. You don't even know why you're angry because you're you're just reacting to the energy. But when you're directing that energy, then it's you. Then it can be productive. It can prove useful. Yeah, it it can propel you up. But it, it mm -hmm. I agree, it has to be directed. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, Star Wars had a good example of that. Where um, it's interesting, where you know they were allowed to feel the feelings, you know, the Sith, but it was still being controlled by the the big guy. Um, <laughs> So again, it's all about purpose and direction. Back to you guys. Yeah, well, that's the whole name of the game, right? They're, uh, that's kind of a good analogy for what's going on in our world right now. I mean, we're the people who don't know better are having their emotions yanked all over the place for the energy harvesting of those who want to use it for what they want so and they don't want good energies they nope. want your low your base emotions not your high emotions not right. useful not useful <laughs> this 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 ties in with a show that's going to go off tomorrow on radio 5g because mark Steele did a recent interview and it just tickled me. It absolutely tickled me. Now, he's talking about the 5G connection to COVID and, of course, in his own, <clears throat> his own magical way, has gotten to be uh, easier to understand. He simplifies science so that it's easy to understand. And he's making, uh, when you listen to it, you're going to understand why we said from the beginning it was 5G was integral into this pandemic thing. But... When I first met met him in, in, in uh, 2019, and I did a lot of shows with him, even, on, you know, like Carrie Cassidy's show, I never once, I don't think ever once, heard him laugh. And at the end of this video, he gets into laughing because, and he's talking about serious stuff, but it's like, it's so preposterous that now he's gotten to a point to, that he's laughing. And I just feel that the laughter is what's going to demolish everything. If somebody like like our friend Mark, who absolutely understood the horror of everything and was one of the first people to go out and really try to make a an impact not just because of what he was saying on radio but because of what he was doing and you know talking to the governments and just being out there 
and he was he was very angry. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. But now he's gotten to a point where he's just laughing at these idiots. You and you they, sound like Dr. Costa. That's exactly what he what he said when years ago we the conversation came about the dark Ethereans, and he said they do not tolerate laughter. A good heart felt uh, a belly uh, belly laugh. He says that that's a totally demolished them. They, they don't total tolerate that energy. So you well, sound just like him. <laughs> well, and and I was seeing it with Mark. You know, he and this uh, you know uh, New Zealand lady that was interviewing him. She did a good job. Um, it, it, they, I mean, I don't think that she could believe he was. La he was really getting under. Every time he'd and he'd say, and then they want to, you know, okay, they can kill you at this particular frequency, but you know, this is the frequencies that are in the equipment, which was like thousands of times more powerful than you could use to kill. And he just found that to be the, the stupidest thing. Why would you put all that in there if you're only going to use the? I mean, that. That made him just like, how? And it, the energy off of the, I mean, I've done it, like I say, I've done a lot of shows with Mark. I've never seen him do this before. And I'm seeing more and more of the people out there, including myself, um, you know, we're looking at this thing. And now all you can do is you, you just have to laugh. You laugh, you feel joy. You know, never mind what you're doing to them. You're feeling joy when you laugh. That's what joy is, you know. Yeah. That happy little energy form we call happiness, joy. And they can't defend, they cannot defend from it. I don't well, think so. They hate laughter. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, on this show, I catch myself a lot from making jokes, but that's one of the things that I love about, you know, the... Uh, mostly cosmic reality in the say what show is that we can make fun of everything and laugh about it. it it's just, you know, that's our, that's the, in, in the final analysis, somebody who's, who's real joyful is not going to be easy. Somebody, somebody that you can control because they're just laughing at you. So anyway, we're in the last two minutes. Jasmine, thank you so much for being here. Do appreciate it. You're welcome. Had a good time. This was a very thought-provoking show. <laughs> Come back soon. Yes, I will. <laughs> hey, give us your websites. Uh, yeah, so um, the radio station, which is playing right now, <laughs> is www.radiobobusa.com. And my website is thereikiaccountant.com. And there's actually a link to it at the Radio Bob site as well. Okay, thank you so very much. Um, <clears throat> Mark, you want to say adios? Yeah, thanks everybody. See you at Radio 5G next week and Shanghai Show. Yeah, next week you'll. Oh, next week you're going to be oh, on. I won't. Yeah, no, no, that's right. Just the 5G show then. Uh, we'll talk. <laughs> you just confused me. And, uh, Walt, we're going to be on the Cosmic Reality Show tonight, hopefully with Dolly. Mm -hmm. She seems to be up and about, so that's a good sign. And, um, yes, Radio 5G tomorrow, and it's going to be an interesting conversation. There's three different presenters, and it goes from Mark Steele to Russell, uh, oh gosh, Brand, Brandon, what's his name? Russell, Russell Brand. 
Brand, Brand, yeah, Russell Brand, and then Dr. Lee Merritt doing, uh, it's an old show, but I had never heard it, and you're going to find it fascinating. And we didn't even talk about that, Yasmin, about the, sh the turpentine. Have to do it next time. Be safe, everybody. Thank you. A new show. <laughs> you have been listening to the Shungite Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe. <laughs>